0: Hi, Dusty. Oh, yeah. Do you want to bring me the Babel, or are you good? All
1: right.
0: Ah, so I um, never know what I'm doing when it comes to technology. <laughs> Here we are, back again. It is 5.01 on Monday, November 7th, exactly one week from my 42nd birthday, and, uh,
2: we're here at reinventing.
0: 41. Yeah, bro. 41 is so much fun. <laughs> uh, so we're here at the uh, reinventingthetattoo.com as usual every Monday. Uh, thank you to Gabe and Guy. Uh, I appreciate you all for allowing us to talk about feelings on here on this esteemed platform. I love this platform, I think it's wonderful. Um, and I love the fact that we're talking about feelings in a room where tattooers can watch and also join and talk about feelings because tattooers, we're not the best at talking about our feelings. Uh, so that's why we're doing this. So I am here, Robbie Rapole, Dusty Pitstick, uh, also known as Dustin Pitstick. Um, we got to... <laughs> are, mu- are you muted now?
1: I don't believe
0: so. All right. No, I called you Dustin because on the Reinventing page, uh, the main thing said Dustin Pitstick, so we've got to get that adjusted around. (laughs) Typos, typos, lifos. I'm calling
2: you Robbie Ripple.
0: Robbie Ripple, uh, as I am very popularly known as in the tattoo world. (laughs) And it's funny, so I don't correct people typically about my last name but donna on the other hand has no problem with it so you know we'll be sitting there and like 10 people will say robbie ripple and then donna will come up and then the 11th person says it and she's like it's ripple and i'm like hey man it's cool not everybody knows this um but every so often i will slip up and be like yeah no actually it's ripple and then i'll feel like a real asshole and then i'll apologize a whole bunch so i'll be like oh yeah sorry man but uh yeah but uh Dusty Dustin Ripple Ripple. It,
2: it takes some nerve to correct people on mispronouncing your name. <laughs> the the audacity, sir.
0: Audacity. Uh could you just hear that little uh that little noise that came up on my computer? I did. Yeah, I don't know how to make my computer stop making noises. I'm lucky I can even use my computer. Uh so yeah.
1: <laughs> i was actually
0: somebody somebody sent me a voice message in facebook messenger the other day and i heard all of their phone uh noises as they were talking so like you'd get the really loud ding, 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 for the fucking text message it's like bro i can't i, I lost like 10 percent of this message because all these things kept popping up um
2: the secret to happiness is <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, what was that? I was watching um, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ralph. Yeah. And um at the end of it, um Fix-It Felix and his wife were talking about the secret to perfect parenting and raising like really well-behaved kids. And right after, they would say, you know, the secret is all these fucking race cars would go by and you couldn't hear them, but you could see them talking. So I think that's funny when things like that happen. Uh, but yeah, so... Welcome back to everyone, um, welcome back to Dusty and myself, because we took the last week off, two, two, no, last week, yeah, yeah, we we did, we took that time off um, because we had both just done Tampa, and uh, I was just so spent, and I wasn't into um, trying to do things, so, oh.
2: Oh, pick or treat, all that fun stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, it was Halloween, huh? Yeah. So that was that. Um, so we're back, everyone.
2: Yeah. We're back. It's so because you said November 7th. And in my head, I was like, what? Is it like the second? I think. And no, we're already a week into November. That's terrifying.
0: We're already a week into November. And you've already done a lot in November. You've just got back from another convention.
2: Yeah. Atlanta. It was, uh, I said this to you, I said it to a few people at the convention too. Uh, and I mean this with the utmost love and respect, but it was basically like if a 12 year old booked their dream birthday party with unlimited funding. Uh, there was like pro wrestling, live bands, monster trucks. You could take rides in the NASCAR Pace car. The whole thing was in the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, there was like a bunch of dogs you could pet. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. There was there was some ridiculous stuff. There was like a cornhole tournament. There okay. was an official authorized uh, tattooer versus wrestler silo game. Like it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> and I did like 14 tattoos, so right. that was cool. Uh, I, yeah. I did I did a couple big fun pieces, and I had something booked going in. But I also just took all of the little Halloween flash from Tampa that was still in my bag. And i put it out in a little bin and i just put uh kind of making fun of like all the stores right after halloween just like halloween clearance 50 percent off and just did a bunch of little tiny 30 minute bangers for like a 100 bucks a piece just to like get these get nice. these michael myers's and what have you's out of here and it. uh made a bunch of atlanta friends and it was fun networking yeah. monster trucks pro wrestling cheese fries the whole shebang
0: speaking of fries We shared some amazing French fries in
2: Tampa. I love the South because things change their name. And so like the further, yeah, same, same deal. Drive into Atlanta. Everything slowly changes from like Kroger's to Publix rallies, to checkers, you start seeing less speedways and more Wawa's Bucky's. You start going to places where they just assume that you want sweet tea instead of water uh it's so fun
0: <laughs> i've never understood the sweet tea thing it's definitely a florida boy thing but uh i don't i don't be with it personally um i i if i'm drinking sweet tea it's that limp the lipton um you know yeah. premix you know shit so that yeah. that's, how, that's how i operate there um
2: the i get is arnold palmer and that is Not an all the time thing for me, but once in a blue moon, those those come in clutch.
0: Have you a nice little arnie palmy? I like it. I like it. I like it. So yeah, man, we um we've been around the world in a in a in a few weeks. It seems I'm still I'm still recovering from Tampa. It seems (laughs) like bro leaving town just screws my pooch real hard. Uh, I always have the hardest time coming back to life. Yo, do you want to give them to me? All right, We have a cranky baby. Oh, and we have dusty glasses on Medusa. (laughs) Hello.
1: Hello. My name is Dustina. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Your long-lost twin, but cute.
0: (laughs) Is it Dustina or (laughs) (laughs) Dustina?
1: Medestina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just put as oh, many as many, du- many syllables as we can put in there.
1: Oh. oh man, I can't see with these things on. I need my actual uh, visual goggles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can wear not visual goggles, but like you guys get a little blurry, you know, and the more people that come in, the more blurry everything gets. So, you know, I like to stick with my spectacles.
1: I like seeing. It's nice.
0: Yeah, it feels good, especially when you're driving. And, uh, yeah, you know we're we're kind of driving now, just like more in a more in a like a, a the the proverbial vehicle rather than the literal vehicle. You know.
2: So, I have this analogy that I use uh, whenever people are talking about how white highlights hurt the most in tattoos, because uh-huh. uh, I mean it feels the same as the rest, but I always describe it. I'm like, you think it hurts the most because it's like when you go on a really long road trip and you get to your hometown and you start seeing exits that, you know, and you're like 15 minutes and you're holding in that pee that you're like, I'm almost there. And you know, you're close by stuff. And uh, so it's just that home stretch where, you know, you're almost there. So it's the most painful because it just feels like it's forever. Um, mm-hmm. And I literally experienced that today because I'm home pretty much for the first time in like two weeks after Tampa and Atlanta and all this. And uh, got through Atlanta traffic. It was actually pretty good on the way back. Everything else was smooth. No construction, no accidents. And then I got to 75 here in Dayton, about 15 minutes from my house. And it was literally just standstill. And I was like, oh, no, it's the White Highlights.
0: Dude. So, you know, (laughs) funny I'm peeing slash White Highlights story. Uh, I lived in Indiana at the time. And we took a quick trip to a convention in Indiana. Like two hours or so. And man, wouldn't you know it, I had to pee so fucking bad just to the end of that. Like I could see the convention center, but also traffic. Bro, I have never had to pee that bad in my whole entire life. It was terrible. It was painful. It was scary. I thought I was going to pee my man's truck, and I was in like, my rainbow cat pants and they were wonderful and I didn't want to pee all over them it was the day I, I got my rainbow cat pants because we stopped at a Walmart and homie was keeping the, the truck so cold that I had to get some pants on and so I bought these pants and they're the greatest um but
2: yeah so uh everything you just described is again the white highlights it was terrible it was horrifying you had to pee a little bit um like I
0: almost got to the point where I got out of the vehicle and ran to find a bathroom like it was it was bad. So you know, white highlight time. Yeah, unless you're using numbing, then the white highlights are pretty dope. Because then at that point, then you know the numbing works when you spray it on. Now the white highlights are easier. So life, life's a fun ride. Huh.
2: We'll uh, out whoever invents the numbing spray for the last half an hour of road trips
0: right for real like that i think that's called pee in a bottle uh yeah. is the numbing spray for road trips
2: Thank so, you. for uh your large okay. bottles
0: so speaking of peeing in the bottle while you're driving i've always had a hard time peeing in a bottle while i'm sitting down like i kind of have to like juke around and like kind of like get some of my butt and things off the seat so the pee will flow otherwise it feels like it gets stopped i know very unnecessary to talk about in the feelings <laughs> time um but uh when i traveled around alone a lot you know why would i fucking stop i just got bottles that i could pee in and stuff so yeah uh interesting so dudes uh if you've had problems peeing in bottles while sitting down let me know. I'd, I'd like to know. Because, like, I could pee fine when I'm on a toilet seat, but I'm in a car seat, it's different. So, but I imagine if you get to the point of no return, the peel just flow anyway. Yeah.
2: So, I, I appreciate I that you said when I'm in a car seat and the visual that came with that was fantastic.
0: In a baby car seat, but a big oh, person. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah in a oh. seat trying to pee into a Gatorade bottle right outside a convention. Dude.
0: Whew life what a fun time so uh so um welcome back everyone
2: Uh, (laughs) you finally found your flow in a podcast scenario when the first 10 minutes is just talking about peeing in gatorade bottles
0: right it's like oh yeah
2: we're here for a reason
0: right and you know there's a couple times i was like man this really isn't this is not on topic here uh but here we are uh, Uh, Have you ever heard Kyle Dunbar's podcast? No. So his podcast is called Straight to the Point and Completely Mm Off-Topic. And it was the longest podcast I've ever been a part of. I think our interview lasted four hours. And the only thing I can liken it to was when me and Donna first started dating. And, like, I would try to get off the phone for hours because we live different states away. And she would be like, oh, just 15 more minutes. Or I'd be like, hey, I got to go to sleep. And she'd start like roping me in with more conversation. Kyle's really good at that. I'd be like, bro, I'm, I'm trying to get off the thing here. And he's like, yeah, but you know, so this fucking thing. And I'm like, ah, and I'd like get roped in. Because I'm really good at getting roped into conversation. That like, I'm trying the to...
2: Midwestern, the Midwestern parking lot goodbye is the... Uh... Like, well, and then someone's like, oh, have you seen the show? And you're like, damn it. All right. I'm ready for 20 more minutes.
0: Dude, my former apprentice just stopped by the house last night. He lives in North Carolina. um, And he took a quick trip down. And he stopped by and Donna was like, so uh, you're not leaving, are you? Like, as he's getting up to give hugs. And, you know, I'm hugging him and stuff. And she's like, come on, give me 15 more minutes. Come on, give me 20 more minutes. And then I, I tricked him because I was like, all right, well, if you want to do another dab, we can do that right quick before you go. So he was like, Oh, okay, you got me, OG. So <laughs> and I think yeah. we got it for another 30 minutes.
2: So you know oh, definitely the queen of pulling people back into uh I mean T- Tampa was literally like mm-hmm. the 1950s, like girl in the poodle skirt laying on the rug like this on the phone twisting the cable like that was her and i the whole time and you guys sure. would be like well it's 2 30 in the morning we know we need to go to bed and her and i would be like look we have we have gossip dude
0: i swear to god you guys were so bad i remember it was, i think it was the second night and i like kind of yelled at you both because oh, oh, oh. so, so <laughs> i remember you went into the room and donna said something so you come out of the room jason goes in the room donna says something he comes out of the room and i'm like yelling at everybody like what the fuck this is bullshit don't let her do this to you it's gonna take too long and then i finally went to bed after another 15 minutes so donna was very good at that
2: um <laughs> is very good at that. my life and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that
0: well that's that's one of my favorite parts about convention is like the late nights um with friends and i know this probably looks weird but um I'm putting my dreadlocks between my back and the chair and pulling them up to scratch my itchy healing tattoo. So that's really fun. Oh,
2: you got like a whole fucking good chunk of your back done.
0: Yes, I did. I don't know. Um, Can we see her now? Yeah. So we did that. And then uh, two days later, I went to Coco. Uh, to see my buddy jake swift and i got ratchet from ratchet and clank to add on to my completely ridiculous um multiple blastover sleeve so the whole entire sleeve is going to be a, a disappearing cover-up act uh so that's fun and i'm going to get my right for or my right arm started for the uh disappearing sleeve on that arm uh on my birthday in a week so uh interesting uh, my body doesn't hate me yet. And I feel like I'm going to be healed enough from the first two sessions to get into the next session. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, let's actually fucking talk about feelings. Um, because we're just sitting around being dickheads right now. Yeah. <laughs> Medusa, oh. do you have anything today?
1: Um do any feelings? I've I got I got a lot, but <laughs> you know like, no, nothing um none of the cards I'm willing to spill out quite yet
2: <laughs> I actually have a topic if you guys oh. want to uh, let's indulge. indulge
1: let's indulge so
2: from Atlanta last night after Pit row and uh, I made half the drive and then at like midnight 1 a.m it's foggy I crashed and woke up and did the other half today um but I did one of those Instagram like the anonymous people can send questions and you can That's answer. Like, yeah. And uh, most of them were pretty cheesy and like you could tell who sent it immediately because it's like a Simpsons quote or something. Uh, but there was one and I clearly this person does not know me well enough because it was very false. Uh, but they said how do you stay so positive all the time? And uh, well, I responded. On, back up. Yeah.
0: You just said it was very false because you're still in that like negative viewpoint. Truth of the matter is you are a pretty po- fucking positive guy.
2: I'm a pretty positive guy, but I do the same thing all of so. all of the time. I'm like, this person clearly doesn't see me that one hour a day right. that I'm trying to like. I've put the USB drive in both ways and it won't go in, and I'm just like, motherfucking Sandisk, um, <laughs> yes, so a lightning port. so back to your response so so back to the response uh the one i had put i put some stuff in it but i had started it with oh wow this could be an all-day conversation and uh that was this morning and i was like oh we have the podcast today this could be an all-day conversation um so a lot of times when we talk about feelings on here we talk about bad feelings and how to deal with bad feelings and how to you know put positive spins on things but uh Maybe we talk about the good ones. How how do you guys stay positive? What are you, what are the uh, what uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Mister Robbie Ripole, would call the tools in your toolbox to staying positive, even if you're not positive all the time. When you are okay. trying to be, how do you get there?
0: So, um, for me, I'm an inherently negative person. So I have to check myself uh, (laughs) and recognize where I'm at. Right. So like if I'm fucked up in the head, I have to acknowledge it. And sometimes I was so fucked up in the head for so long. I just acknowledged that and just focused on being positive. And then you'd slip and fall. But really, it's it's a daily, every day, all day practice. Um, Because, you know, being in close quarters with me and talking, you know, deepest, darkest secrets, Dusty, that I am not always positive. And actually, I have a lot of fears and worries. Um, I have a lot of fears of being found out for being the piece of shit that I don't want to be. And really, I think it's a culmination of everything I've lived through up to this point of things I do like and things I don't like. So I try to do less of the things I don't like and try to do more of the things I do like, and uh, just focusing on the good. Like, you know, if you gossip too much, you're gonna you're gonna be a miserable fuck. Um, you know, if you're if you're angry too much, you're gonna be an angry fuck. If you're frustrated too much, you're gonna be a frustrated fuck. So, check yourself when you're feeling those, and use the tools in your toolkit to not be angry, frustrated, gossipy, miserable. Um. Basically, put your focus on being positive and you will be more positive when you catch yourself not being positive. Just gently remind yourself, have grace and compassion for yourself for saying, hey, we're usually better at this or, you know, we're usually pretty positive. Let's get back to being what feels good and let's just do that. So it's just kind of almost it's like a ping pong match some days and some days it's like a fucking grueling chess tournament. (laughs) um some days it's a fucking ninja warrior course and sometimes you fall and break your leg off um sometimes you fall into the water and still can come out victorious saying yay uh you know sometimes you make it all the way to the end in the slowest time sometimes you make it all the way to the end in the fastest time but i think really for for me being positive is just about taking a note of who i am and where i'm at when I'm where I am and choosing, making the fucking choice to be more positive. And this has been years. Uh, I remember one point in time years ago, I had one of the first mental shifts where I was like, why is this dude such a bitch? Why is this dude such a bitch You know, on that ruminating loop? And then instead my brain was like, well, you know what? I actually am very strong that's pretty cool that I'm so strong and I'm pretty fucking awesome. So you just kind of have to catch your brain doing the things that, that it does and then make it do the things you want it to do. That was the short
2: answer. I don't think you and I, either of us has ever given a short answer in our life.
0: Bro, it ain't ain't normal for us. Um, What about you? What do you do? What did you, so did you have a more like to the point answer? Or did you just oh,
2: kind of dance around it? <laughs> I kind of threw out – I threw out some stuff, but it, it really balanced around, I think, a good support system is, like, Ooh. top cool, uh, you know, keeping the right company. I saw a weird – I saw so many weird things driving by myself for, like, the last week. Uh, I saw a lot of – Tennessee has a lot of billboards that say drowsy driving is dangerous, and I felt really personally attacked by that. Yeah. Um, Especially considering you <laughs> drink. So, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like-
0: You're telling Um, me that drowsy driving is like drunk driving? That's terrible.
2: (laughs) A billboard that says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically said you attract what you put out, which is a really weird billboard. Uh, I I don't know what they were trying to sell or if anything, or if someone was just like, I'm going to put this message up here. Uh, Yeah, there was a billboard that said you attract what you put out. And that was my biggest thing is like the support system, if you are gossipy and negative and you're constantly just living in that, uh, building your own narratives and being all crazy, you're going to attract other people that do that stuff. But if you're just positive and out there and, you know, if you're, if you live ska, you will attract ska and, uh, just happy, dancey, cheese stick, fun people, uh, in your life is always the best thing to have um
0: if you live ska you will be ska that hit me good
2: i use that specifically because i've had like three different clients over the course of the last two weeks that were like oh i really want to get this tattoo or they had a tattoo or something that was ska related and i'm like oh i know that band and then we just put on like my ska punk apple playlist and veg out tattooing and listening to a bunch of stuff like that but it's always just it brings out the best in people but the moral of that being a good support system your fun, happy people, uh, I think really help lift you up and keep you in check beyond that. I mean, it's just, I forget what else I put in the answer. I remember putting specifically that to remember that nobody owns you, uh, nobody owns you. Nobody owes anything to you. You don't owe anything to anyone other than to be kind and to do your best. And uh, I think when people stop stressing so much on what they think they owe people and what they need to do for the people that are owning them, that uh, so much weight is relieved and it's a lot easier to be positive when you're not constantly stressing over, oh, did I say the wrong thing to this person? Did I do the wrong thing to that person? Did I say this? And, it, and I do that stuff constantly. I'm a huge yeah. ball of anxiety, but I've gotten a lot better over the years it just being kind of easy come, easy go about some of that stuff and just able to let it roll, roll.
0: Yeah. Dude, um, you said support system, and I immediately thought of my day yesterday or the start of my day. Um, and it was weird because I woke up and I knew I was in a bad headspace. And I was having a very hard time shaking it. And this was like a three day long bad head space that I kept finding myself in. Um, and my son Jaden came out of his room and uh, he was like, how you doing pop? And like, I wanted to spill everything on him and I didn't. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, cause I didn't want to put my problems on him. I didn't want to cry in front of him. I didn't want to feel stupid in front of him. Which is stupid of me because man, me and that dude, we've been through we've been through many wars together. Um and so when I did start spilling, he was very supportive. Donna came around the corner and was very supportive. Um and really like just having that support system of people to like to sit there and like hold space for me while I'm crying. Um and not judge me for allowing everything that if used in the wrong context, could have sounded like gossip, but like all the things that were bothering me about everyone and everything that I had fucking been upset by in the past few weeks. And like, I just was like, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and I feel like this and I feel like this. And like, as I was letting it all out, I was just fucking crying. Uh, And having them support me and like, be there for me in it was fucking beautiful. Uh, And then, you know, impromptu I had visitors that show up at the house and my one nephew he sees me crying and he's like what's up man and he's like you okay and I was I gave him a hug and I was like I'm just having a moment and it was interesting that I could identify it as I'm not fucking losing my mind I'm not a fucking piece of shit I'm not a bad person I don't suck I'm just having a moment and like then I went into my bathroom and I cried a little bit more and like let the rest of it out, you know, um, and it was weird how like I didn't even really think much about it after that. And, you know, Donna came into the bathroom and she's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Just having to let it, you know, having to continue this. Um, but having those people that cared and having just a number of different people support me in that. That was a super valuable step in me getting out of the negative headspace that I knew I was in, but was having a hard time getting out of. And they like helped me get out of that by allowing me to be in that headspace rather than trying to force me out of it. Um. So yeah, a lot of the time I make it sound more simple than, you know, like, oh, well, you just do it. But like, yeah, that was a that was a brilliant part of like, me getting out of that headspace was having that support. Oh, so, yeah. um, Medusa, do you have anything to weigh in on how you stay positive?
1: Um, I uh, uh, didn't really have um, anything to weigh in on that aspect. I mean, how do I stay positive? I remember to take my antidepressant. Um, <laughs> that helps. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know. I actually was more wondering about, like, if you had any advice or anything to say for the people out there that may not have um, a support system in their life um, that might feel uh, like they don't have a support system. How do you think <clears throat> they would be able to uh, cope? Um, well, finding your
0: support systems is a thing because sometimes you have to, you have to look for the support system, right? Like, so if you have, let's, let's just use, use example, let's say you have no support system and this is your only way of getting a safe space to communicate your feelings. Right. Find more things like that. Um, seek things like that. Uh, and I know that's easier said than done. Right but resources are everywhere. Um, I I keep going back to journaling. Journaling is a really strong tool for me lately. It's taken me probably five years or more of journaling and hating it (laughs) before journaling became a tool that I like and that is valuable for me. When I, when I am in a bad head space, if I force myself to sit down and journal about it, I start to find answers. Um, You know, breathing, going back to your breath is always valuable. Getting out of your head and into your body and starting to feel. So like, okay, I'm angry right now or I'm sad. uh, I'm not positive. Man, that cat really wants us today. (laughs) That cat
2: wants us so bad.
0: Um, But like, so, you you know, checking yourself, um, going through the checklist, check yourself before you wreck yourself, dog. Like straight up, I am in a bad place. How do I get out of this place? Seeking. I feel like seeking is a big part of it because when you know, excuse me, that you need that positivity, when you, excuse me, you know that you need the tools, when you know that you need the support system, if you start seeking those things, you'll find them. I've been seeking more more inner peace for over 10 years. Um, and I still go through periods in time where I just don't want to deal anymore. Uh, and uh, one of the things I use is I go back to the times that I've made it through those. So looking at your, your history of making it through your hard times, making it through your non-positive times, Um, Because we've all got levels of super positive at times and then super not positive at times. So, you know, looking at the data of your life, if you can remember it and if you can use it um, super valuable stuff. One of the things I saw yesterday uh, the homie was talking about, if you are having a hard time with attracting clients make a list of every client you can remember and then three things about them and then what you did on them and actually write that list out uh, to kind of give you proof. So in a sense, write out the times that you felt real low and what you did to get out of that or what happened that helped you out of that. Um, You know, just looking at the data of your life really helps. If If you feel like you don't have a direct support system start to look outside of your direct life. Okay, I live in Florida now, but when I lived in, you know, this place, I had this friend, let me call that person. Um, you know, uh, this this person is really valuable on the internet. Let me look there. Uh, YouTube is a brilliant wealth of knowledge. When I wanted to kill myself, I Googled how to be happy and found so much positivity and so many great teachers that it made me feel like i needed to be a voice for the tattoo world in the motivational space and the positivity space and the pulling yourself out of the shit space so seeking your 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 group seeking your tribe is definitely a thing uh, removing limiting beliefs uh, rather than saying well i don't have anyone be like well I don't feel like I have anyone but if I did who would they be uh and things like that um a lot of the time people that I've looked up to on the internet that I've made relationships with it's because I set the goal of saying that person is motivational that person's a great artist that person's this or that I want them in my life and before you know it they're in my life because I've put that out there in a manifestative in a mani- <laughs> manifestative manifesting type of way um so yeah uh did that answer your question in a way
1: sure (laughs) 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 no 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 that's like cool uh no i just know that there's a lot of people out there that could be listening that are might feel pretty lonely and be like yeah i've got like you know my work friends and stuff but i don't feel comfortable um expressing things to them I don't consider them to be you know a support group and all of that and there's you know a lot of people just don't really feel comfortable with other people so yeah having other outlets and stuff uh like searching YouTube and you know like how to be happy and stuff can be really helpful too um and then Facebook groups too uh when I became an amputee
0: I just started fucking finding amputee support groups and I wasn't super active in them, but watching them pop up and seeing other amputees going through things like, okay, cool. I'm not going through that right now, but I may. Um, Hey, I am going through that right now. And so is this person. So yeah, the internet's a beautiful place and check your resources, you know, like instead of saying, I don't have, try to change your language, reframe that and say, okay, well, what do I have? And who would I go to?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you made a comment about antidepressants. And I think that's a big thing that having the bravery to seek out help and to realize that everybody's help is a little different. Some people do therapy, some people do journaling, Some people just want to be around friends. Some people like to work through things and be alone. Everybody has their different thing, but it's awesome when people find, you know, different things that do work for them. And it really does come from the bravery of being like, okay, this isn't working. What do I do? That's different. And sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a cheesy Simpsons line, but it's something that I live my life by Uh, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. Um, and it's a funny line when you sit down and dissect it, but there's a lot of truth to it that just you're going to meet people that you're like, this person is rad and you're going to be vulnerable with them and they're going to turn out to totally suck and take advantage of your vulnerability or to completely shut you down. And that really sucks that it happens, but there's also going to be a lot of people out there that I mean, you know, will be my friend. Uh, some of my best friendships In life, one of my best friends on this planet, we met probably a decade at least ago. Um, He gave me a ride home. We had some mutual friends and uh, added me on Facebook or I added him or whatever. And it was a really like, I think we had spent maybe 15 minutes total in person together. But it's just like, oh, he seems cool, whatever. He posted online about a show in Kentucky a few hours away. And uh, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And everyone bailed day of. So I'm just like, oh, now I'm going to see this band three hours away with essentially a complete stranger. And uh, by the time we're back, I'm just like, okay, cool. This person's one of my best friends now. And it can be the last person you expect from the weirdest place that will find you and click with you. And just that vulnerability and willingness to put yourself out there will do. So much wonders versus people that are like, well, will they even mess with me? Worst case scenario, if you reach out to someone, they prove themselves to be a total ass. And then you're like, cool. Well, now at least I know instead of sitting here wondering 24 seven. So that's a good thing to do. But yeah, just part of like you said, the Internet is a great resource and finding your tribe, just not being afraid to reach out to people and say, hey, you seem cool. You want to get lunch sometime or you want to see a movie or. You want to drive to Louisville to see the Deftones play and just whatever happens, happens. And you go from there.
1: Or How to um, make friends with Robbie and Dusty.
2: <laughs> um, being afraid and doing it anyway. Uh, that's that. <laughs> I said ska music helps.
0: <laughs> um, and, you know, therapy, like you said, uh, if you feel like you have no one, um, fucking seek a therapist because that will be an amazing, an amazing tool. When I was going through my second divorce, I was like living somewhere that wasn't home and I had people, but like, I also felt like I needed to go ahead and see a therapist on a regular basis because that was the support that I needed. And the funny thing that happened at that therapist every fucking time was basically he was trying to convince me that I'm not a bad person and that I should just have some more love and grace for myself and just be a little kinder to myself. And I'm like, but you don't understand. We got divorced because I'm a monster. And he's like, yeah, I don't really believe that. Um, So, you know, therapy can be a really interesting tool, uh, especially at your darkest times. Um, But, you know, then uh, I've replaced, you know, traditional therapy with, receiving coaching, uh, one-on-one or group coaching or going to a Tony Robbins event. Um, You know, fucking one time I was in New York and one of my favorite authors was having a book release and book signing. And I went to that and I was terrified. And the Q&A came. And one of my weird things I do is when I'm really scared, I make sure I'm the first person to talk. So when Q and A happened, I stood up and I was like, what the fuck do you do when you're in a room like this and you want to make friends? Cause I'm scared of shit. And I don't know if anybody will like me. And, uh, wouldn't, you know, like two or three people were like, I think you're pretty fucking cool. I'm sure I'd like you. And, you know, so sometimes it's the simplest way to find your support group. Um, you know, just ask, just ask, ask the universe, ask the internet, ask your friends, ask a stranger. Uh, I've had I've had strangers that have poured into me and I've poured into strangers in such valuable ways that I would have never imagined. Uh, I've made some really cool friends on airplanes that I'm still friends with, uh, you know, many years later. Um, just because, you know, there was a dog there or Uh, i felt something and felt a need to talk to them or they felt something and felt a need to talk to me or i needed someone and reached out so yeah i feel like being scared and doing it anyway that's uh that's the best way to find what you're looking for in any aspects yeah um one thing go, go
1: ahead oh i was i was gonna ask uh you said just because there was a dog there. So you've made friends over mm-hmm. just like wanting to pet a dog? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ah, yeah awesome. Seriously. The strongest friendships. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I
1: was all like, that's the best way to make friends.
0: Um, and <laughs> and funny. Her name is Michelle Link and she her dog's name is Murphy. This is over five years ago. I still remember all this, right? Um, and Murphy is uh. A healing puppy she goes to different um hospitals and things and she brings i there, there's a really cute name for murphy and is like his like whole healing thing that he does and it's like murphy and his family like the other animals that they have the other dogs um i wish i could remember the name because it's really clever uh but yeah murphy was sitting there and you know i was like hey can i pet your dog so i went there and i Sat down next to the dog and started petting him, and then just it was Southwest, so then you could pick your own seats. So me and Michelle decided to get on the plane together and just sit and talk the whole entire time about great wonderful things and and the things that you know she was doing in this world and the things that I wanted to be doing in the world, and um, it was really cool. And we're still friends, and uh, you know she always wishes me happy birthday, and you know we still interact on each other's stuff. So yeah, it's really cool to have those times. One time I was on an airplane. And I don't remember this person. Uh, I remember she was older than me, but she told me when she was um, in AA, she remembered hearing Would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? And that was the message I needed to hear that day because I still keep it with me. Because when I'm like fist in the air, you know, fist on the table, you know, indignant about how fucking much I'm right. Uh, and I'm frustrated and, you know, I think about that. I'm like, well, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? So, um, you know, sometimes reaching out to the people, you know, energetically is even a thing. So, yeah, I don't even remember why we started talking me and her, but airplanes, I've made lots of friends in airplanes. And then also I uh, will be the guy that doesn't want to make friends in airplanes. And it seems that when I try not to the most, they come too. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> So uh, even if you're fighting against the universe, it's gonna be speaking to you. Funny thing, another airport thing, when I went to go pick up my son from Indiana and drive him back to Florida, uh, I stopped at the restaurant outside of the uh, checkpoint and the woman next to me, she's like, oh man, there's a really long line. I missed my flight and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Why well, I want this woman to shut the fuck up. And then I missed my flight. The universe is trying to tell me dickhead you're gonna miss your flight and uh so you know little little side story there yeah listen to the (laughs) universe when it is speaking to you um and that's a big thing and a lot of that a lot of the time that's when like when you're hard like when when you're going through a hard time and you're mad and you're sad and you don't want to reach out that's probably the universe telling you to fucking reach out or at least open up enough to listen if something is speaking so loudly to you. So, uh, yeah. But one of the things that I've me and Dusty talked about this earlier on the phone today, I am learning that I have a lot of it inside of me. And that's basically like the main fucking core pillar of my whole coaching program is everything you need, you have inside of you. You just have to start looking for it. And that's where checking yourself and creating the toolkit and creating the vision and, you know, executing the vision, like all that stuff comes to play. So a lot of the time, just ask, like, if you're fucked up and you can't find a way out and it seems like you're in the depths of the fucking well and you can't even see the light at the top, just ask the universe, how do I get out of here? And then fucking listen. And just keep asking and keep listening. And sooner or later, you'll get your answers. Um, it's hard when you don't have the patience for that. But uh, it develops. Okay. Yeah, dude, same. Same, bro. Like all the lessons I teach are lessons that I live because I need them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not because I'm perfect at that. Sucks because if you ask the universe and you listen, it'll give you answers And it's so hard to differentiate. Is this the universe's answer? Is this working? Is this me forcing an answer? And then you throw yourself into something and then it doesn't work. And then you're like, "Well, fuck, that was me. But then you learned a whole completely different lesson. Uh, The, the roadmap to wherever any of us are going is not, it's just a tangled mess. And so like, you're going to make those wrong decisions and all of those weird things and force things that you shouldn't. And you're going to take lessons away from them, which is awesome, yep. but it is just sometimes that is the universe's way of answering, but it's, yeah, you nailed it on the head. If you ask, it'll, it'll sort it out. And sometimes it's in some really obvious way. Sometimes it's complete stroke of luck and other times it's literally a stranger flying Southwest.
0: Right. Right. And sometimes like, you get the answer in a completely different quadrant and on a completely different plane and a completely different universe that's not parallel and a completely different thought process. And like, it was sitting there the whole time waiting for you. You just had to look at it.
2: So- uh, The answer you wanted, and that sucks. Uh, uh, when, the, when the universe hits you with it and you're like, no, no, no. And you, you either don't want to receive Or it's some shit that's tough love and you don't want to do it. And then it turns out to totally work out great. But you have to go through that period of like resistance to the universe because you're just like, no, no, please, anything but this. And uh, the universe don't give a shit. Yep. And you know
0: what? And that's the thing. The universe don't give a shit because it'll let you stay where you got to, where you feel like staying. But like, it's going to remind you. Dude, I beat myself up so bad that night when Donna came back to get me from the airport. And I'm like, the universe was telling me fucking leave this restaurant and get on the fucking plane. And up until this point, I've never missed a flight in my life. I was very proud of that. Like that was that was a gold star I wore because people would be like, oh, I missed this flight and I missed this one. And I'm like, how the fuck do you miss a flight? You must be an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when you're completely ignoring the universe, um, that's what it is. But so. Let's um dive a little bit more into how to stay positive. So practical measures on how I stay positive. Try to get enough sleep. Um, try to map out my, my days and weeks ahead of time. So I'm not scrambling for things. Trying to map out my food. Go ahead.
2: Oh, okay. I have to give a shout out. It's the funniest thing, but it's perfect to, I think you met Joey when you were in Dayton. Joey Brenner? that works Hans at aisle Mark. nine bro yeah. uh,
0: i met handsome joey at an ink master um finale one night when he Mark. was with CM Mark. yeah and that yeah. Dude, that night i got so insanely hammered because my friend gave me all these airplane bottles of tito's and i just kept stealing and drinking them to like drink my anxiety away and then turned into an absolute mess of a person
2: so, yeah, that was fun so cool because Joey was in the vicinity and that is just the magic that he brings. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Joey is like one of my favorite people on the planet. I love Joey to death. Um, Joey I read in a book uh, about the whole like the whole reason that uh, Steve Jobs always wore black and Bill Gates has always had the same haircut and all that stuff is that they say I forget the statistics and I'm probably misquoting this. Right. Uh, I want to say it's one dozen good decisions a day before your brain starts to, you know, lose focus, lose track. Oh, I'm doing too much. I'm getting stressed. I'm getting mentally taxed. And so because of that, Joey will eat the same thing every day. And so for the four years that I worked at aisle nine, every day that Joey got lunch with the exception of maybe two or three times total that we like bullied him into something else. Marion's small cheese pizza. Well done.
0: Every time. Every day
2: pizza well done from Marion's pizza place right down the block he'll eat about half of it he wakes up and jogs miles every morning comes in sits down one bottle of coke one Marion's pizza uh every every time and it's so funny that you said that that you map out your day you map out your food you map out stuff because I would always like kind of make fun of him for that like damn you're gonna you gonna switch it up today maybe get a well done small cheese from Marion's instead of your usual you know uh, and and kind of joke with him about it, but it really did like he's so set in his ways on so many things that you can tell that he acts with so much certainty and word that I'm brain farting on, but just confidence. Okay. Uh, he, oh, okay. he, just, he, he is just a human that acts with so much confidence and certainty because he's, his decisions are made out. Oh, I'm going to wear my cutoff sleeve band shirt, my Dixon flannel, my jeans, I'm going to get my small cheese well done. I'm going to tattoo this. I'm going to do this. And his life is so set out that he just, when it is time to actually make a decision, he's got the brain power to do it. And he's got the happiness and the kindness and the everything to just be his awesome self because he's not stressing on like, did I wear the right outfit today? Did I, I've, I've had the same ass haircut since like second grade. And I don't have to think about it. And it's short. And I go in once right. every three weeks. And they're like, oh, number one with the little on the top. Yeah, cool. Burp, done. And yeah. it, it does. And the amount of people that I know that are awesome people, but they put so much into constantly changing their hair or their looks or their this or their art style or their that. And it, it is taxing.
0: It ta- takes a lot out of you when it's time to eat, which is something you do every day, multiple times a day. And you're like, I don't know what I want to eat. Or, you know, yeah. you, you know, you have to go to the gym, but you don't know when you're going to go to the gym, or when you're going to exercise, you know, you know, you want to fucking breathe and meditate, but you don't know when you're going to do that. Like, dude, I, I literally journal on the toilet in the morning and at night, even if I'm not using the toilet, I will fucking just put the lid down and sit on the toilet because that is my time that I know that's my journaling time. And like, it's just easy that way. And instead of sitting there getting stuck in my phone for an hour, I journal for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking way refreshing. I save time. I'm not, you know, going through the FOMO and the whatever the fuck scrolling on social media does. And like, I'm doing something good with my life and I feel good about it. And now, as I've said in the magical motherfucker class I'm creating data. I've got data for myself for x amount of time because i've been journaling that shit out and now i know robbie's been going through this because obviously he wrote loving myself as the first thing to do every day for the past year and you know grace and compassion end up there somewhere and living in abundance ends up there somewhere and obviously robbie wants to make sure that these things happen for him that's why he's writing these things fucking down every fucking day and night on purpose um so yeah like creating and 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 so if you're watching and you're like but i don't want to do that stuff that's fine just fucking create things you want to do that will take the guesswork out of your daily life and it like you said it's easy for joey to be confident because his good decisions are already made and like he's already chosen to eat half of that fucking pizza you know not the whole fucking thing right up front and like he knows what he's doing to create what he needs. One Coke, cool, great. That gives him a sweet tooth, you know and he still gets to stay healthy and fit and fun and active and confident. So yeah, it's important I feel to create a pattern but like as Lewis Howes says, one of my favorite authors um, he says, find a workout program you love and stick to it. Now I like to expand that into find a life program you love and stick to it because you get to create your own life. Cause I mean, dude, I get lost on my vision. Most people don't even fucking have a vision. Most people don't even have a fucking idea of what it is to create a vision. And like, if you create what the vision of your life wants to look like, Ooh, this is perfect. You want to fucking stay confident, create a vision for who you want to be and reverse engineer that. You know, the vision of the Robbie I want to be is, you know, not taking blood pressure medication every day. I'm working towards it again because I've been there before and I know I can do it, but it takes diet and exercise to get there. And the diet and exercise I need to put in, I need to keep them on the right path. But when I've got my diet and my exercise and my sleep right and my water intake, right? Well, I know my fucking blood pressure is going to be solid. So that's a worry I don't have to worry about. Um, constantly telling myself I love myself and doing these journaling practices and having this data to know that I am doing what I need to be doing to live who I want to live like. That's great. Uh, One of the other things I noticed I've been smoking weed every day, all day for so many fucking years. And you know what? I started worrying about what would happen to my throat in 20 years from all the coughing And all the yelling I do. uh, And all that scar tissue. I don't want to fucking have that happen. So I've decided I'm going to cut weed out of my regular everyday life. I did the same thing with drinking. I still drink. Like you saw me at the convention, Dusty. I drank. I smoked. But like that was party time, Robbie. And I wasn't working. And I wasn't stressing. And I was having a nice time. And I came back to life where I'm not smoking my face off. I'm not drinking my face off. I'm making sure I'm making the decisions that make me feel good about myself. And the reason why I bring up smoking and drinking is because that's a part of my fucking recreational stuff. I still enjoy getting high. I still enjoy getting drunk, but I don't enjoy living to fucking get high. And I don't enjoy being drunk all the time and being hung over all the time. It's not. It's not the life that I get to live that makes me confident, that makes me happy, that makes me positive. So making good choices. Make the choices. Map out your life and make good choices when you're mapping out your fucking life. And that's the whole thing, what? Your vision. Well, I don't know what my vision is. Okay, cool. Take away all the fear and take away all the I can'ts and take away all the what ifs and take away everybody's opinions. That's your vision. (laughs) You know, really think about it. If you want to get simple, your vision is who you want to be. And when you figure out who you want to be, well, how would that person do to be? And that's pretty simple answer on how to stay positive.
2: Strokes. It's real easy to get lost in building a vision or building a life to, all right, well, if I wanted to do this, then I'd have to do that. And that means I have to do this. And that, no, it can be something as broad as I want to be somebody who loves better, or I want to be somebody who is, you know, down to earth, or I want to be, you know, the, you can fine-tool it from there. Okay, I want to be somebody who is open and down-to-earth and relatable, and I never want to, like, turn people away or be standoffish or up here on a pedestal or too cool for school. Okay, that's that's a good start. What, what does that person look like? And you can fine-tune little things as you go, and you may be years into it, and, oh, well, that can mean this, and it can change, and it can adapt, and the roadmap is... <clears throat> You know, all over right. here, but it's a it's a goal, right? And mm-hmm.
0: choosing to hold on to confidence throughout all those twists and turns. Yeah. You know, choosing to make the decisions that keep that give you confidence, that make you positive, that help you stay positive. Because positivity is more of a choice than it is an accident. Yeah. Nobody's like I'm accidentally so positive.
2: Oh. Analogy. Uh, just because all, all of the road trip metaphors and analogies right now because I was just driving so much. But every time that you have, you know, Siri on and you're driving and you're like, okay, well, I'm almost out of gas and I really need some Reese cups and I got to pee. So I see a Speedway sign on this exit. I'm going to pull over. Or uh, if you're further south, I see the Wawa's and the Bucky signs. Um, and, you know, you're, you know what you need. You need to gas up. You need to eat. You need to go to the bathroom, not in a Gatorade bottle. Um, like you have needs, and you need to serve those needs. But that roadmap built into your phone, as soon as you okay, you know, stay a hundred miles on I seventy five south, and you're driving, and you pull off to do that, and it's rerouting. Get back on the exit. Rerouting. Get back. Make a left. Make a left, and it's telling you, no, you need to do this, and you're like, no, motherfucker, I need to eat. I need to pee. I need to put gas in my car. I'm exhausted. I need a second. And you know, you, like you said, you know, what's right for you. Even when the road map is maybe pointing you in the other direction. So having that confidence to like, nope, we got to take a quick pause. I got to do this. I got to gas myself up. I got to fix some things. Then, you know, again, the course gets all squiggly and you have to get off the off ramp. And there's always some weird construction to get to the gas station that you can see right in front of you where you have to loop around the block. And then You finally get back on and then you're back on the roadmap and you're back on, you know, straight shot 75 south. But you had to take that stop. And it's you know not a thing to be ashamed of if you know what works for you and you know what you need to stop and gas up, to stop and do that to get back on to that thing. And that was just sorry, the point popped in my head because you said that about like knowing what's right for you. And it is, it's like you know what's right, and the roadmap may be saying recalculating recalculating recal just as loud as possible and just annoying the hell out of you but you know what's working so just like scoot over to the left do your thing hop back on when you can it's not a race
0: right and i feel like that's called grace and compassion for self you know when when you allow yourself to pop off and pop back on what's up medusa
1: i was just thinking about uh something that i know uh i've mentioned before because i'm a big uh, cheerleader for it is practicing gratitude yeah practicing Ooh. gratitude for what you already have is a really good way to help yourself become more content with where you're at now, instead of focusing on where you're trying to get and why you aren't happy yet, because you haven't got that thing way in the future. Uh, I mean, like a really, really easy, simple thing to do when you're in the morning, like just waking up, you know, making your cup of coffee. It's just quickly think of three things you're grateful for You know, I'm grateful for my apartment. I'm really grateful that I have such a cool dog. He's a very good boy and absolutely handsome. I'm grateful that I have this coffee because I'm not a great person without my coffee. I love my coffee addiction, you know, just like even if it's simple things like that, I'm grateful for having coffee and all that. Like those things are little tiny ways to pep yourself up throughout the day. And to remind yourself that you can be happy with where you're at right now. You don't have to keep trying and working for it. Happiness might be just hidden underneath all of your worries about the future. And practicing gratitude can help reveal that. Well, um, it's funny.
0: As I was going through that episode for the the couple of days I was going through where I just kept having the wrong perspective and the wrong focus and just being sad or hurt or whatever the fuck I was going through. Donna kept being like, you know, all the things you're missing, that's fine. But like, look at all the fucking love you have. Like just in this house alone, look at all the love you have. Like from me, from the baby, from Jaden, from all the dogs, from the cats, you know, from my nephew that lives here, like everyone that lives in my house loves me so fucking much. And like, that's a really good perspective shift. And it's a great reframe. Uh, It's hard when you're like, but I'm missing. But like when when you, when you really snap into it, it's like, wow. And the funny thing is when I was really fucking up in my head yesterday, I was like, man, I haven't written down my three things I'm grateful for in the morning or at night for a couple days now, because I make it a practice to write that stuff down in my journaling uh, when I am doing what I know I need to do. So it's interesting, like if I don't fucking do my my morning meditation before I wake up, couple that with not writing in my journals and then couple that with not writing in the gratitude journal, no wonder why you're having a bad fucking time. You didn't do the things you didn't you didn't do the things in the plan that you that you love that you're sticking to, because you're not sticking to them. So no wonder why you're having a hard time. So it's interesting uh, when I fall out of remembering to have gratitude. It's really fucking easy to be not who I want to be. Man, I feel like I need to pick up a pencil now. So like oh. we got red pencil, blue pencil. Oh. Black.
1: is everybody penciling
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) i just picked up a pencil because i didn't want to be left out um uh,
2: i i think that's so funny because i will have people ask me uh about certain tattoos They're oh you probably don't like to do you know blank i i had someone reach out earlier today and her mom passed away uh years ago but the, the anniversary is this week and she said hey i want to do something for my mom it's going to be something small and simple. It's going to have some lettering. Do you even like to do lettering? And I tell people all the time, uh, I've got that plaque on my booth that says actual Pinterest wizard. Like, I don't mind doing that stuff because there's a reasoning to someone. And even if it's not the most fun and crazy creative tattoo, like it holds a big meaning to them and I like to do it. But it is that perspective thing that I will say all the time. Global <laughs> music are always the three that I go to that I'm like, we get to live a life where we get to wear whatever the fuck we want within reason we get to listen to the music we want to listen to we get to talk about the things we want to talk about and i know a lot of people that are really happy with their job but they have to wear business clothes they have to be there you know there's no like i don't want to schedule next wednesday so i'm not gonna they like no you have to go the the fucking mail room don't stop uh and, and we get to build our schedules we get to do art we get to do things we like we get to I roll in every day in jorts and a van shirt and I put on whatever music I'm feeling and we all hang out and we talk about cool stuff and eat Cheez-Its and have a good time. And like, if you would have told teenage me that that's going to be my life, like, it's a beautiful thing. And even on the worst days where the customer's fidgety and the tattoo is something I'm not super into and, you know, everybody's just kind of in that mood, uh, especially super relevant because it's 609 and it's like pitch black outside because uh, I hate daylight savings time. But like, I'm like, I still this is what I'm doing. Like, how great is this? Um, and gratitude and it is perspective. And uh, man, I, I think the biggest thing about my personality that people tend to notice when they start hanging out with me. And I don't know when it started, I want to say like in my teenage years, if you go out on the bike path with me, I will wave and say hello to every single ass person I pass when I leave gas stations. If someone holds the door, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I hope you have a good day. Like I'm overly giving to people with praise and gratitude because I don't know, we have such a good life and I'll see somebody working at Speedway third shift and I'm like, I know you're making 10 bucks an hour to fucking make the coffee and sit here at 3 a.m. and to take out somebody else's trash, the least I can do is give you all of the respect and dignity in the world because you are busting your ass doing this. And I get to roll out of bed at like 9 a.m. and go jog and put on some shorts and listen to ranted and tattoo on people and make a bunch of money. Like, life is so exponentially beyond where I ever expected to end up. And that is such a... I, don't know. I just had an outpouring of gratitude because you guys were talking about it and it made me feel overwhelmed with it, especially I'm just so tired from the last two weeks that I'm like, fuck, life is good. I was really sitting here bitching and complaining about having to drive because I got to drive to Atlanta and see monster trucks and tattoo and pro wrestling. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck me, I guess. Like, life is so hard. It's so funny
0: you say that because, like, as you're going through your checklist, I'm like, All right, so I work two days a week at the shop. Um, I do podcast stuff, and I coach people for money, and uh, that's how I make other revenue. I do commissioned paintings every so often. Um, I'm, like, with the chick that I've, you know, the, the girl of my dreams, you know, like... Like, you see the way Donna comes through at the conventions. Like, if you were to fucking... If you would have told teenage Robbie that that would have been his chick and his baby mama and his girlfriend like that would have been like whoa what you know like i i get i get to be the guy that people look up to and they like think i know something <laughs> you know Wait, like, you don't right i i know some things but i don't know about something but <laughs> and that's the thing like i i i get all these great things in my life um you know My baby Zen, like that little dude fucking loves me probably more than anyone. He, every time he sees me, he gets lit as fuck and starts kicking his hands and feet and just like, (laughs) and smiling and shit. Like, dude, I'm so lucky that like I, and my, my oldest son, Jaden, man, he's like my best friend. I'm like his best friend. Like, dude, it's so cool to have so much love and so many good things in my life.
1: I think that that is something that is absolutely incredible. And I'm glad in those uh, couple of dark days that you were able to have somebody with you to point that out to you when you are struggling to remember. Yeah. Um, I think with for a lot of people, there are a couple of easy ways to pump yourself up if you are really struggling to think of positive things. Like, you know, you're having one of those days where you're all like, oh, man, I'm messed up. big doofy jerk face things suck my life is bogus you know
2: there are like way. I talk to myself I'm like you doofy <laughs> goof you jerk
1: yeah. there, there are two <laughs> things that I like to remind myself of is first of all I like to remind myself that I'm not the bitch that shot Selena instantly I feel really good um, and the second thing that I remind myself and a lot of pe- there's only one person out there that can't relate to that. And a lot of people can instantly make themselves feel better by thinking, you know what? I'm not that person.
2: So right. that's cool.
1: That's for everybody. And the other one is uh, try to look at yourself the way that your dog looks at you. Mm. Like. Look at the face that your dog makes when your dog sees you or your cat or your fish, whatever, your kid. Like when they see you, they're not thinking that you're a big, doofy, bogus jerk. They're thinking, oh man, this person, this person's my whole world and they're here with me and I get to be in the same room in them and that's fucking sick and like, you can't be a big, doofy, bogus jerk if people are looking at you that way. Looking at you like you're the best goddamn thing on the goddamn planet.
0: And you know, and that's... you
1: didn't shoot Selena!
2: Dude, right? <laughs> you are loved and you didn't shoot Selena. If that's not enough to make it through the day, then I don't know what is.
0: That's like... That's like on some real, like, Robbie's specific medicine shit. Um, because... I have this really brilliant way of discounting the amazingly beautiful things people tell me on an absolutely nutty, regular basis. I have probably been getting fucking messages about how much I've saved and changed people's lives for over 10 years now. And like regularly to where it's at least three a week, at least for the past three years. And I still find a way to be like, wow, they just don't know me. I'm just a and I'm mean. So like I don't make cute words. I say you're a fucking loser piece of fucking shit to myself.
2: So like <laughs> so instead of being like have a go-to response to them to downplay it. Um, it's just
0: so easy to just be like. Thank you so fucking much. You know, I'm doing my best. I appreciate the shit out of you, Um, you know, or some cantation of that. And I really do appreciate them. And I really am thankful. But if I'm not in the right focused space, like I was just talking to one of my clients on Friday and I said, I know my value, but I have a really hard time accepting and knowing my worth.
1: I think it's really easy to downplay your own worth and to think other people are stupid when they praise you. Oh, yeah, if,
0: bro. Yeah,
1: so it's yeah. it's really, really easy, easy to fall into that cycle. The other yeah. day, my coworkers and I, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but somebody had mentioned something like, Medusa, maybe he has a crush on you. Um, and I know that it was some stitchy joking situation, but my joking response was, well, I don't want to be friends with anybody that fucking stupid. And then I thought that I was making a joke, but I realized that I actually like out loud said a really mean thing about myself. Would you
2: say that? and that's no, I I wouldn't say say that about person. I
1: don't know anybody. I would. I would say that about. Right like and like to me it was just a joke and but i like it wasn't funny it wasn't funny to anybody around me and and i just remember like kind of shutting down and going back to my drawing being like that joke didn't fly very well i kind of fucked up and uh yeah and then thinking about where does that where does that place come from? Where does that instant I thought it was funny joke come from? Like, why did I think that was a response at all? And that I realize that like I have my sense of humor is self-depreciating and it comes from a place of insecurity that I like to cover up with laughter. Yeah. And and it is one of those things when you really, really believe in your insecurities and those little demons in your head telling you that you're not good enough. It is so easy to just think anybody else that says otherwise is fucking stupid. Which but, is, it's so I mean, dumb to think so that. So it is because you know what? There's there's a lot of people that like you. They can't all be stupid. They can't all be stupid. Right. I mean, there are people that run businesses that are family people that have people that love them that are super smart they're whizzes at whatever they excel at they're super talented and they like you they can't be stupid yeah. what if you're actually just likable oh
2: my well, god one of unless <laughs> <laughs> they are all stupid yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 easier
1: what a have, lonely world to live in when you think everybody else is stupid because you don't like yourself.
2: Really, Let's try
1: to find a way to get out of that world. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. And like, I love this narrative because this is, this is also how you stay positive to start debunking the myths. Uh, what I always say, stop fucking listening to the lie and start paying attention to the truth. And the truth is all that shit that you're trying to say no to The lie is all the bullshit that we accept from our brain.
2: I'm calling myself out horribly here to the people that are listening to this that know me because they have heard this so many times in person. Uh, Anytime anyone pays me any sort of compliment about me doing anything right, I have two go-tos. And number one is uh, I'm just little old me. And number two is, oh, I'm just being Miley. And uh, I will say that at least 10 times a day, every day and it's gotten to the point where there are people in my life that will say something. And before I can even hit respond on the text, they'll text me like, and you're not just little old you. And I'll be midway through typing. I'm like, motherfuckers. Uh, And and it is because, you know, they're in it. We've talked about it in here before. It's almost insulting to people to like, I will, Enough to have you in my life, and to be a close friend, or to be a close coworker, or to be someone I love, or whatever you you know this person is in your life. I respect you, and I love you, and I care about you so much. But when you tell me nice things about me, suddenly your opinion is garbage to me. Like, nah, you're you're fucking wrong, and it's so insulting to those people to just sit there and be like, nah, whatever. I'm I'm just a goofy, doofy jerk, and uh, you, you are really disrespecting them, and it's crazy, and that is something that uh, you guys both said in here, like, one of the first weeks that we did this, that it clicked in my head, like, man, I am just being an asshole to these people. If they're complimenting me and they're trying to gas me up to just be like, nah, fuck you, I don't want it.
0: Well, create the visual of every time somebody <laughs> – just trying to say this out loud makes me laugh it's <laughs> so outlandish. <laughs> every time someone says something positive to you, you just fucking slap them across the face.
2: <laughs> that's
1: awful. Yeah.
2: But powdered so, sugar so. on the hand and
0: like that's what you're doing every time you're little old meing it. And every time you're ignoring the compliment and fighting against the compliment, you're literally making them feel less than because you can't handle feeling good enough.
1: Yeah. So basically your insecurity is rude AF. Right. Knock ooh, it off. Love yourself, with? jerk. I'm
2: like, I'm decent. <laughs> I'm decent at loving myself and I feel like I'm getting better with a lot of things and accepting where I falter as I have been surrounded by people in life and in work and in other things that if someone were to say, man, you really pulled through today. Good job. Uh, They wouldn't be like, Oh, thank you. They would be like, well, yeah. And just proceed to talk about how great they are and why they're great and why everything came together because of them. And just how I, we all know people that are just way too, oblivious to how much they really think of themselves and it sucks because you see those people and then your biggest fear becomes becoming that person and so anytime anybody gasses me up it's not that I'm afraid of them loving me or accepting it I'm afraid of like how do I do this without coming off as just full of myself or just having a god complex or just being like yeah that's right I did it Cause we all know those people and we all like really don't want to be those people. And so I'm struggling to find the balance between loving my not loving myself enough and loving them enough to accept the compliment and be like, yeah, maybe I did do something cool without ever becoming that person. That's like, fuck. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did it. Well, dude, you Ooh. went through that?
0: You went through that when I asked you to be the, the, the other host here, you were like, uh, well, it's, I don't know why you'd want me here, but okay. And I'm like, well, let's recap. Um, we just talked for like an hour and 45 minutes on an hour long fucking show. And uh, I really had a nice time talking to you. So can we do this more? And like, I, but, I, and and so to touch on also the reason why a lot of those people do the over talking about how great they are stuff because of their insecurities more so than not. Oh, so, you know, instead of thinking of them as dickheads, they're just sad and they're just scared and they just have to over talk because they're afraid of under talking. You know, like I went through a point where I got cocky as fuck in my life because I was so underconfident for so long. And I was like a little X man. I didn't know how to use my powers. So I overused my cocky power because cocky and confident, you know,
2: like it's, it's, it's a
1: very short step.
2: Razor, You can,
1: you can basically see the people that come across as cocky as being just as insecure as you are when you don't want to accept compliments them accepting more compliments and begging for more compliments and talking about themselves is the same way of covering up their insecurity as when someone says you're really great at this thing you did and you say no no no, no it's nothing You're also covering up your insecurity by rejecting that. And so they're in the same boat as you are. They're just,
2: they just look. And you're right. And this is a conversation I've had with a few people recently that even with Robbie over the phone, that it's one of those things where I think the thing that comes out of insecurity is building your own narrative. And everybody should build their own narrative. Like you control your life, nobody else owns you. But there's a difference between the narrative being the truth like robbie always talks about the truth and the lie and the narrative being you know you can paint it anyway and there are people that get insecure and so they paint the narrative of i'm the best thing ever i can control this story that makes me the hero and i'm so great And blah blah blah. there's equally people that are so insecure that they kind of choose to paint the narrative of oh i'm just a little old me because it's so easy to deflect and build that narrative of like, like, oh, I'm I'm just just Miley, just here doing it, just a just a cog in the uh, in the gears in the engine, and I'm in the machine. Yeah, just a, just a little, you know, only, spoke I'm, in the wheel. I'm only and as important is,
0: as I am. I'm not more important than I am. Don't don't yeah. make me bigger than I am.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's easy to do that, but it's I don't know. It is hard because I think that you. Create that narrative of, oh, I'm just here. I just crawl here. And it helps not come, off not come off as a narcissist, not come off as whatever. But it also, like you guys are saying, is insulting to the people that you're doing it to. And it's a it's a razor-thin balance between not painting that narrative of being the hero of everyone's lives while also not painting the narrative of not being a kid.
0: Right. Well, dude, like just, I what were you gonna
1: say, Marisa? I just got you back to slapping people. <laughs> well, dude, like <laughs> that's like that's all that's on my mind right now. I just keep visualizing <laughs> that. I also lit up another um thing. So now I'm just back to that visual. <laughs> <laughs> um i
0: I lived on the road for a while. And, you know, that was after Ink Master and that was after making the Rad Movement and after putting out a lot of content intentionally to help people. And I had a lot of people coming up to me that were like stoked to meet me. And like, I made it a practice to honor their love for me, at least in front of them. Because how stupid do you feel when you meet a tatter that you fucking love so much and you go up to him and you're like, bro, you're the sickest shit ever. Like, I fucking put pictures of you in my dog's water bowl so I could be inspired by you. <laughs> Whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying?
1: Has somebody <laughs> said that to you? No, 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 that was totally <laughs>
0: <the> stupid <laughs> off my head. Um, but, you know, like, I had a dude, I love this guy, Andy Claire, man. He fucking hit me. He came out, I seen him in, in fucking uh, at that one show in Detroit, um, Motor City. And, uh, he comes up to me and he names all the different fucking variations of the names of the rad movement that I've gone through because it started as I'm rad movement and then it started as truly rad movement and then went into the rad movement and like just like 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 somebody coming up and naming all your all your albums and being like fuck yeah I know your shit and like if I would have told him why the fuck do you care about me you're stupid like Andy would have felt bad you know what I'm saying
1: so mean right
0: but instead
1: the horrible Right,
0: right and instead i was like dog i'm fucking mind blown and then he tells me about the conversation that we had where i told him to stop being a dumb pussy and that fucking made him wanting to be an apprentice so like i was like wow i said that to you and it fucking stuck like thanks for not hating me for telling you not to be a dumb pussy and like thanks for taking the advice and digging through it and really seeing and like dude he was working other jobs and shit and like Now he's a real tattooer. He's not an apprentice anymore. He doesn't work somewhere else anymore. He's a full-time tattooer. And like, I got to watch this guy grow through his life because I fucking say some things to a camera because I fucking post some things on the internet and because I have value and words carry weight. And if I would fucking been, and, and then so we sat down and we did a little, I'm rad tattoo on his thumb which I'm so excited about because every time I get to share that tattoo with somebody that like makes me feel good because they want a piece of my journey. And I'm like, wow, dude, this is this is amazing. But how would how would how would my relationship with Andy look like? How would Andy's relationship with himself look like? If I was like, fuck you, Andy, you're a pussy. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I'm dumb. You're stupid for fucking thinking I'm great. Like he might have fucking continued to think he's not good enough because if you can help somebody think that they're good enough you can also help somebody think they're not good enough so how many more years of like self torture would have would could he have gone through and not that I'm that amazing but like dude if somebody fucking cares about you and if somebody thinks highly of you don't make them think high, less highly of themselves
2: yeah so okay i have to interject here because of something you said and something that was said earlier and just a lot of things that all yeah. The tangled web came together in my head at once. Um, Medusa, are you opposed to doing lettering tattoos?
1: I mean, I get lettering tattoos for walk ins all the time, and I take them. I am not opposed to them. Um, oh, cool. I it depends on what kind of leathering. Do you mean like super elegant, like drawn out script that takes a 50 hours to draw up or? Just, like, a little name on a wrist.
2: Whenever our paths cross, because I have zero doubt in my mind that they will, I want you to tattoo I didn't kill Selena somewhere on me.
1: Fuck. I would love to. Bro,
0: and you should do it like fucking super crazy OG Cali
2: fucking script. <laughs> you can do whatever kind of lettering you want, whatever. We'll find a good spot somewhere on me, and I want to get I didn't kill Selena tattooed on me.
1: Okay, okay, but it has to be a tattoo trade, and I want heart-shaped sunglasses.
2: Don't. I love
1: it. All
0: right. Deal. Didn't kill Selena. Dude, seriously. (laughs) like, like, But seriously, like, you're, you're her fucking head of her fan club, and you killed her because of jealousy? You're a shitty person. You've got a lot of fucking problems that you haven't fucking solved. Your inner child is screaming and needs love. So don't go around killing the people that you look up to, because that makes you a shitty person. Like, yeah, and then
1: everybody's like, gonna use you as a standard of whether or not like they're bad or good, and right. they're all yeah. good, because <laughs> nobody did, nobody else did that.
2: <laughs> and you know, he just like Pokemon evolved into every time somebody compliments me, and I like am bashful, and I'm like, oh, I'm just being Miley. Uh, I just shot Selena, so like I have to like. <laughs> Of your Uh, fan club, and then I shot you because I wouldn't take the compliment.
0: uh, (laughs) So thanks for the compliment. Would you like me to smack you in the face or receive this?
1: Right. So if you're struggling saying thank you to compliments, because a lot of times it's hard to say thank you. It's really easy to say, oh no, 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 no. You know that's so hard, so hard to just say thank you. Instead, you can just say. And I didn't shoot Selena. Yeah. <laughs> right. I
0: like add on to their compliments with a compliment for yourself.
1: Yeah, but- you're giving yourself a compliment, something that you know is true about yourself. So that no, even right. if you didn't believe them, you can believe well, something.
2: Say out loud to them, and no one's going to get it, and it's going to make it that much better. <laughs> like, oh, thank you so much. I love my tattoo. You were so great. Oh, thank you. Uh, and also, I didn't shoot Selena, so you're welcome.
0: <laughs> in my luck, the one time I fucking say that, it'll be to somebody that's Selena's cousin or distant aunt or something what? like that, and oh, they're like, you no. know, "That's really fucking bad taste." And, like, thanks for being so <laughs> off-putting, jerk. Oh, and no. of the
2: lady that did shoot her.
0: <laughs> yeah. well i did oh really now you're dead i'm gonna kill you now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh i see and this is why i love talking to tattooers about motivation and feelings and positivity because we're all so fucking wacky in the brain Uh, (laughs) so many different uh avenues of communication that we can take to make a story come together um but yeah you guys are fucking great uh, we've only gone 34 minutes over today. So, I mean, I feel like we're back to normal. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know how to do things in, in, in a proper time frame. Um, so I like this. Uh, it's funny, the people that really know me when they have to interview me, they're like, all right, so we only have an hour. And I'm like, Oh, you sure about
2: that? Like, <laughs> I mean, that was a lie we
0: can push this as far
2: as we need to
0: so you mean only having an hour is like an hour and a half two hours like cause uh, I don't know how to do this fast <laughs> oh man you guys are awesome uh, I think we're gonna wrap up for today because we are a few minutes over and uh, Gabe hasn't come in and yelled at us yet so you know that's also another cue like I know I've got my failsafe I'll either get like a phone call or a text from Gabe or he'll pop in and be like, Hey, got to get off this shit. So like, I know we're always kind of safe. Um,
2: <laughs> but I, I, I do will say that is also our cue to say, thanks, Gabe. And thanks guy. And thanks for thanks, reinventing Gabe. the tattoo. Guy. Um, for letting us just talk for 90 minutes about our emotions and murdering uh, beautiful so pop stars. Sweet.
0: Peeing in, in Gatorade bottles, um, you know all the things. I'll have are- to
1: try that,
0: bro. I don't even know. I've never met a
1: chick, so like, I don't know what it's like. What, dude? wees are easily available.
0: Wait, what is it? Shiwi. Yeah. <laughs> They're
1: but like see, little funnel appendages.
0: So now, but the thing is, while you're sitting can you use the shiwi or do you have to do like the one leg up type thing and like you know release the pressure off of all the innards down there because that's what happens to me like it it, it like like something gets stopped so i have to like you know lift up so it doesn't get stopped
1: yeah. i'll uh take that to the lab and report my findings back to you <laughs>
2: report next monday at 5. <laughs> the fucked up thing is you will.
1: <laughs> hey guys, so remember that one time when uh we talked about feeling Selena and Chewie's?
0: <laughs> oh, so actually, so <laughs> Medusa and I, I don't mean to drop the dime on you right now, but Medusa hits me up before this show and she's like, you know, I'm thinking would it be funny if I just dress like Dusty? Like I have his his heart shaped sunglasses. Should I like paint on a fucking a beard and stuff? And like and, and 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 I forgot what she said about like a hat and a shirt. Like, but like, should I just dress like Dusty, or am I just really stone? And this seems like a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to wake and bake when I don't have to work. <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. What time each other. it to be there?
1: Huh.
0: What time is it where you
2: live?
1: Um I don't have a clock. (laughs)
2: 338.
0: Oh, okay. So you are a couple hours before us. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm West
2: Coast. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go to West Coast, we're gonna meet at a convention or you come to the Midwest, we're gonna tattoo each other, and you're gonna paint on the beard and we're gonna do the sunglasses. And we're going to work a booth together and one of us can only tell truths and one of us can only tell lies. And it's going to really fuck with people and no one's going to get tattooed by us. It's going to be great.
1: Oh, that's going to be amazing. (laughs) Oh, and you know, I have like eight friends in Florida I need to visit. So I'll probably be there someday.
0: So, So let's just all convene in Florida. And then I will be like the ringleader or like the overseer. And like, I'll be telling people. What's true and what's a lie? But I'll change if I'm telling the truth or if I'm telling lies. Arbitrary. You're gonna cause
1: a lot of problems.
2: <laughs> Every time that somebody leaves, they turn back around, and the whole booth is just a cloud of smoke and Donna laughing and like, like an set of robes and like a turban, and she's just like, meh. <laughs> Oh my God,
0: you guys are going to get tattooed
2: by us and we're going to make $0. It's going to be fun. I
0: love that we're doing the Midwest uh, parking lot goodbye right now too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys are fucking awesome. Uh, Yeah, thank you both of y'all. I always love seeing you, Medusa. You're awesome. I always love uh, hearing your perspectives. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared today. Um, Thank you for dropping gratitude on us because that's a super important part of part of staying positive so thank you for reminding me as a person but also uh putting that out here for the world to see um dusty hell yeah man fucking um thank you for continuing to be a beautiful human and somebody that's wonderful in my life and uh you know thanks man yeah right yeah yeah just little old me huh (laughs) um and Gabe and Guy and all of Reinventing, uh, everyone that helps this be a thing. Man, I love having this platform uh, to share feelings and talk about things like this. So you guys are sick. Everyone here is awesome. Um, I love it. I love y'all. And I love every single one of you that is listening or watching. Thank you. Uh, appreciate y'all for being here. And we will see y'all next Monday.
1: Biddy bitty bum bum.
0: Maybe I'll see y'all next
1: Monday because next Monday is my birthday and I'll be getting tattooed. So...